hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Thinking LSAT podcast in Los Angeles. I'm Nathan Fox. With me in Vienna, Virginia, Ben Olson. Ben, we're cranking this out because people are asking us all sorts of questions about whether to cancel their July 2019 score. Yeah. Yeah. People want to know. You ready to do this? I'm ready. We uh, solicited for um, questions. I noticed that people were making questions on our Facebook group, asking questions on their on the Facebook group about whether they should cancel their July 2019 score. So we've accumulated a whole bunch of different uh, listener questions, and we're going to just hammer through them and try to address. I have a feeling our answer is going to be similar on uh, lots of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, you ready to go? Yeah. Maybe we should make yeah, this a little it. fun. We have um, we have seven people on the list. How many of them do you think we're going to try to tell the cancel, and how many not? I haven't looked at them. <laughs> how many are we going to try to tell the cancel? Uh huh. Probably one or zero. Most people, you think you're going to say, "Don't cancel." Don't cancel. Just keep it. Okay. I guess I'd have to take the over on that if you're setting it so low at one okay, or zero. Go for it. Um, mm-hmm. So now my advice will be tainted by the fact that I want to win our uh, <laughs> bet. <laughs> you're like, cancel, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I think I'm going to say mostly is it doesn't matter, but let's let's see. Um, okay, so first we got Jam. Jam Wait, says... Hold on. Before we jump into these questions, yes. should we just lay lay out the, the rules here so people get the, the name of the game for their oh, options? Oh, for if, in, case they don't, in case they don't know what happened? Well, they probably got the email, but just to clarify, right? You got your score okay. back for the July LSAT. You have until September 4th, which, by the way, what day of the week is that? Uh, it's a Wednesday. Okay. Okay. So you have until Wednesday... July 4th to, to decide September whether, 4th sorry, September 4th July, yeah July it's back in time <laughs> uh, September 4th of 2019 to cancel and by the way that's midnight eastern time so they they put it in their email as 11:59 eastern time so if you're on the west coast that's uh, 8:59 for you but in any case you have until and Wednesday to cancel mm-hmm. also i mean don't wait until that last <laughs> don't Please, you should be able to make up your mind by, um, let's say, September 3rd. Yeah, well, that was my problem. I <laughs> I waited until midnight uh, uh, West Coast time to sign up for the LSAT and ended up missing the deadline and had to wait another two months. That, yeah. I told you that, right? I think I remember that vaguely from an old episode of the show, yeah. Yeah, so I'm one of those people who tends to put this kind of shit off until the very end, which is not good. Yeah. But anyways, so you have until Wednesday, right, to cancel. And here are, your th- here are some things to consider. If you do decide uh, to cancel, you can take the test again for free one time before April 2020, but not the September LSAT. So some of you have signed up for the September LSAT. Some of you have not signed up for it, which means that's not an option for you at this point anyway. But um, starting with September, your test will start to count towards a limit, right? And um, so if you take the September LSAT, that means you've used one of your three times that you can take the LSAT between now and May 30th, I believe, or June. Mm -hmm. Yeah, May 30th of 2020. If you end up using those three times between now and May 30th, you'll have two more times before you (laughs) run out, really, uh, practically speaking. Um, So there's five times in the next essentially two, three years that you can take the test. Okay. So just things to consider as you decide whether or not to cancel. But I would think that most people who cancel, if they're going to use the free retake, they're probably using it in October, maybe November. Yes. Which w- um, because probably you're still trying to go to law school this cycle 
Are we going to say that we're going to have a hard and fast November is the absolute last chance for you to take the LSAT if you want to go this cycle? Hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's a hard and fast, but it's a good presumption. I mean, no, we would prefer earlier. We'd prefer earlier. It's a good presumption, though, because I could see someone getting some more points in January and being like, well, I'd rather get a few more points in January and apply this year. And I would say, yeah, I guess I'd rather you do that than apply in November with fewer points. I would also vastly rather you just wait until I'd next cycle. vastly rather you wait, but in that hierarchy, I would say, okay, take it in January, <laughs> yeah. right? Like if you're so yes. dead set, like get the four points and yes. gain the benefit. Cause, yes, we can yeah. be clear about that. More points is always better. So if that's if you're just dead set on applying this cycle, then I sure there's no deadline on when you can finish up the LSAT because you just have to get the best score you can. Yeah, agreed. But that said, I think you're pretty foolish if you're taking the January LSAT and then applying in the same cycle. Yeah, I, d- I don't think that's a smart decision for anybody ever. Okay. So, okay. Last thing I want All to right. clarify is that your July yes. scores and anything you've done before July, uh, these things do not count towards your limit. Right. The limit. So right. we're starting. We're all starting from zero in September. Great. Okay. Cool. The deadline, by the way, to sign up for September had already passed. That test is going to be on September 10th. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. That test is going to be on. When is the September LSAT? We don't have that. Oh, we do September 21st. Mm-hmm. That's a Saturday test. Yep. For this, that's the September LSAT. The deadline to register for the. Uh, October LSAT is Saturday, September 10th. Definitely September 10th. Yep. And that test will be on Monday, October 28th. Mm-hmm. So you've got a while to decide uh, if if you're going to cancel, you still will be able to wait up till September 10th to decide if you're going to register for the October test. And if you do, you'll be able to take it for free. And keep in mind that October apparently is super popular. <laughs> and, and so is apparently November. So these test centers are, are apparently full now in a lot of places. Already filling up. They will probably, though, open new test centers. You can sign up, put yourself on a wait list. If they open a new center, they'll put you in it. You also can call the LSAC and like whine and complain to them, and they sometimes will change your test center for free. We've heard of that happening before. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I'd be. I would imagine that some people are going to be able to pull off a cancel the July 2019 test, call LSAC and force them to give a free give a refund for the registration for the September uh, LSAT. Yeah, I imagine because they so. did pull a fast one on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they announced way in advance that the July 2019 test, if you canceled it, you were going to get a free retake. Yeah, hundred percent. And and then then they made it clear. Oh, but it doesn't count oh. for the very next LSAT. Oh wait, but how would you register for September? <laughs> right, and it's like, well, but you guys are able to do a refund <laughs> very easily. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I I would push back on that. If you're a lawyer, you're probably not too shy about picking up the phone and calling them and seeing if they'll do that for you. Uh, 190 bucks for a phone call. Eh, yeah, might be worth the effort. Yeah. Okay, so you want to get into these? Uh, should we, should I cancel? Should I not cancel? Let's dramas. Do it. Let's do it. All right. So Jam posted on the Facebook page and said, "I got the same score, 174, from July as I got in June. I am not retaking the test. Should I cancel this repeat score or keep it? Keep it. Keep it. 100. percent Okay. Why? 
Well, if you cancel, anyone looking at your record will say, hmm, the jam must have dropped. And if you keep it, then they'll see that you got 174 twice, which, by the way, strengthens the notion that you're a 174 test taker, which is nothing to be ashamed of. Like, some people get 174, and that's their best day ever. And you just hit two 174s. So they're like, okay, this guy can do it. Yeah, if anything, if they care, right? Yeah. I mean, 95% of their analysis is all we care about is your highest score. Sure. So we're only talking about that 5% of the analysis where they might actually look deeper into your score record. Yep. But I agree 100%. If they look at you and it says 174 and then cancel, they would naturally assume that it's lower. Mm-hmm. Surely you didn't cancel a higher score than 174. Yeah. So they, yeah, I mean, I would, that's 100% keep it, Jam. Yeah. Okay. Colton says, I got 162 twice in a row. I'm not planning on retaking because I want to apply early in the cycle. Okay, let's just um, stop right there. Why, why? Well, he does go on to say okay. that he's stuck on a ship until November, so he actually can't take the September or October LSATs. I mean, he could take the November LSAT. Hmm. Well, let's see here. Does he say what his practice test scores are? Uh, he does not say. He does go on to say that he understands that 162 is not that great, but he's above the 75th percentile at the two best admiralty law schools in the country, which are Tulane and Roger Williams University. And that's the whole reason he's going to law school, and he's just trying to secure the full ride to Tulane or Roger Williams University. Hmm. What do you think? Well, I'd like to know Colton's GPA and how that compares to the uh, to these two schools. Okay. But... If his GPA is above the 75th percentile, that's an easy case. But I would say, yeah, go ahead. Apply now. Okay. And keep it, right? Keep I mean, it. there's no point. Yeah, there's no, Again, same if you cancel it, jam. they're going to assume you went down. Yep. Yeah. So keep it and Good. apply now. But if his GPA is low for those schools, like who knows? Maybe Colton's a serious splitter. I guess uh, it's hard for me to see it being that low that his 162 wouldn't offset whatever it is. So my advice right now is probably still to keep it and apply now. But if it's really bad, then I could see a case for taking it in November, bumping it up, and then applying with a higher score, especially if his practice test scores are noticeably higher than 162. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Um, this thing from Nicole is actually not a should I cancel, so let's skip it. Uh, Nicole's just thanking us because she scored nine points higher, and <laughs> she's happy. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, thank so, you. That's great. Yeah, Nicole, don't cancel. Great. Madison, so July exam wrecked me, and I didn't think I was ready as I thought. 143 on the July 2019 test after getting 149 on three practice exams leading up to test day. She signed up for September. One month from now, her goal is 152 plus. And then she's asking for tips and tricks, which we're just not about. <laughs> but what do you think about the should I cancel in this case? She got a 143. Yeah. And she doesn't have anything else on record as far as we can tell. Um, yeah, I don't think a 143 is useful for applying to law school. So right. I might say actually go ahead and cancel. You're not going to get anything out of it, and at least now they don't have some negative number in their head. They don't know why you canceled. Right. 
It's if if you have. Uh, what do you just think about a, taking it in September? Well, if her practice tests, you know, her, she was at one forty nine. So, like, if one fifty two really is her goal, which I I don't know that one fifty two should be anyone's goal, but whatever, she has her reasons. I mean, we'd have to get deeper into that with her to figure out whether that's a a sensible thing. But if that's all she's going for is a one fifty two, and she was at a one forty nine. I think if she keeps prepping between now and the September LSAT, there's no reason why she shouldn't. I mean, she's clo- she's knocking on the door of 152. Yeah. You know, so if her practice tests indicate, like Nicole, or sorry, not Nicole, Madison, if you start averaging 152 on your practice tests leading up to the September exam, then yeah, you should probably take it. You're registered for it. You should probably take it. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, if that really well, is your goal, I just I don't think 152 is very useful for applying to law school either. I don't think so. Yeah. So I would say reset your goal first of all. Reset your goal to 155 plus. Like, what do you want to do? What's what yeah. law schools do you want to go to? I mean, 160 is kind of the number in my head, where it's just like I just I can't. I don't see a lot of really happy outcomes happening when people go to law school with less than a 160. I've been doing this for a long time. I, don't, I like if I if you pressed me and said like Nathan, you have to have alumni who scored a one fifty five and then had a successful legal career. I'd be like, ah, uh, let me go on my LinkedIn. <laughs> I'll look. Let me. You know, those people don't like spring to mind. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're so, definitely fighting more of an uphill battle. I can see people doing it. They know what they're doing. They see a this is just a means to an end and so on. But we don't know a lot about Madison here. My gut is that maybe 160 is challenging and therefore maybe maybe law school isn't your thing. But if it is, I would say probably at least shoot for 155 for you to accomplish that. I don't know if you need more than a month, but you need enough time to get there. So maybe you need to take it in October and then apply to law school because a month is not going to make that much of a difference but going from a 152 to 155 is going to make a huge difference um, at least you might be able to go to free go for free to some lower rank school whether you should go at all i don't know i mean again that's there are a lot of questions here yeah but i would say at and least 155 and who, therefore probably october it's possible that she's going to go for free with a 152 i mean we don't know what type of regional school she's looking at mm-hmm. if that is really going to enable her to not pay for law school then i don't know i guess i can't tell her you know really not to do that but um, Madison, I think it's a pretty clear cancel of that 143 because that's not doing anything for anybody like ever. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going to, at least there, you're going to get the $190 free retake in October. Yep. Which it sounds like you're going to need potentially because you're at the beginning of this process. And um, as far as tips and track tricks on games and reading comp, I <laughs> those are all in the LSAT demon. I mean, basically, you need to study a lot. And if you do games and you do reading comp in the demon, you're going to get lots and lots of help there. But we're not about it. <laughs> this is not a tips and tricks podcast, really. This is a work your ass off, study hard, get the help you need. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add to that, Ben? Nope. Good luck. Okay. Alicia says, how are people feeling about their July scores? I legit cried when I got mine. It was a 159. This was my first real test, and all my practice tests have been 165 to 171. So I'm definitely taking in October. Unfortunately, I have to travel to a different test center than the one I went to in July, which was really nice because they aren't doing tests uh, at the old one for the next six months. 
I'm having trouble getting back into study mode. I was posting with people on Reddit and basically being told to get the fuck out because I was complaining about my 159. I'm sorry, but I'm aiming for far better than 76th percentile because I know I can. I don't know why the hate, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, no matter where someone is scoring, I think what's what, how they're doing is really dependent on what their goals are. And this person clearly has done better. It's funny, too, because on Reddit, you can find people who would shit on a 171. <laughs> You yeah, think it's just the internet, man. It's a cesspool. You can find people willing to shit on everybody and everything. Yeah. So, Alicia, don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're capable of, and you know that a 165 to 171 is an excellent score. And range. I mean, there you're you're already now in the top 10%. And a 159 is not horrible. Um, it's a good start. I would keep it because uh, you can actually use that to apply to law school, whether you should or not, especially in your case, doesn't make a lot of sense to do so, but I don't know. It still has some value, and canceling is not going to give you any value, I don't think. It sounds like she's not signed up for September, which is a bit of a bummer, because I would normally prefer that people just, you know, she was ready. Her practice she tests was were 165 to 171, and she's happy with that range. She should have been signed up for September. She should plan on taking September and October and November until her score, until her official highest score, you know, matches that range of of her clear potential. Yeah, I can see an argument for canceling in this case. You know, one fifty nine and one sixty five to one seventy one. That's really not the same candidate at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It depends on how many PTs she did. It depends on how confident she is that she can score in the 165 to 171 range. The best reason, Alicia, for canceling is honestly that free retake in October. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the best yeah. you're going to get out of it is the 200 bucks. Because law schools aren't going to like ever glance at that 159 and go, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> if that is your highest score, then yeah, you're 159. So you wouldn't want to have canceled it. But if that's not your highest score, if you later replace that with a 168 or whatever, you know, right in the middle of your PT range, if you replace that, if you get a 168, then they're going to see 159, 168. Okay, well, she's a 168, according to the American Bar Association and according to U.S. News and World Report. We get to report her to the world as a 168, so she's a 168 to us. Mm-hmm. Some schools still bizarrely, I guess, ask you to explain the difference. They do. What are you going to tell him? I knew I could do better, so I took it again. <laughs> They're like, oh, ooh. That's <laughs> magic words, yeah. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean you knew I could do better? <laughs> well, I did practice tests. They had higher numbers on them. So I figured I would go take the official test again and get a higher score. Was that a good idea? <laughs> they wouldn't even be talking to you if you hadn't. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the... That's a clear retake. All these, it seems like. I mean, except for the people who can't retake. Yeah. Uh, I guess Jam with his 174 doesn't need to retake, but everybody else needs to retake. Yeah, Jam and maybe Colton because Colton. Because he like, can't. He, yeah. Or he, and he might, you know. Oh, already get the scholarship enough. at yeah. his schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. What do you so think I was about Colton fence? wanting to go to a maritime law program? I mean, I understand that he works on a ship. Um. Well, it sounds like he knows what he's getting into. Yeah. 
So I don't know much about that realm. <laughs> it's just that but, generally speaking, you know, when they when they when schools like are really trumpeting their best admiralty law program or best entertainment law program or whatever. Yeah. The truth is that those aren't the best schools for that practice area because you could just go to, you know, a better a higher rank school and you would still be a better admiralty law lawyer. For sure. I, yeah. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know anything about admiralty law specifically, but like if you go to Stanford, pretty sure you can kick ass in admiralty law. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. Now that's, that's an extreme example, but it's true. Yeah. It, the better your school, the less likely, I mean, yeah, they're not going to be like, Oh, well, we're not interested in you because of this. I don't know though, if they have any sort of special, maybe there is a secret sauce in admiralty maritime well, law. I'm just wondering if they have like, systems in place to connect you with those kinds of jobs because that's their bread and butter. So like, yeah, yeah, we do this all the time. So potentially I just, I'm, you know, I've got Southwestern right here in my backyard. And when Southwestern likes to talk about their entertainment law program, it's like, I just can't roll my my eyes any harder Mm -hmm. because yeah, yeah, you're, you're in LA. I get it. But like, guess who else is in LA? USC and UCLA and both of those schools would clearly set you up better for a career in entertainment law. If there even is such a thing, (laughs) like you're not, there's no way that it's like, Oh, you want to be a big time Hollywood agent? Oh, (laughs) definitely choose Southwestern, not UCLA. I mean, that's no planet where that's possibly true. So just be, just be careful about these specialty programs. Anyway, that's not the point of this episode. Yeah. So for Alicia, I was on the fence initially, but I think, This is my only caveat. If those practice tests were done under timed conditions, and ideally, yeah, if they're done under timed conditions, and you you actually did these legitly, then I would say go ahead and cancel so that you just get your money for October. And otherwise, keep it if you don't care about the money. Yeah, the upside is really $190. The downside is also nothing it's, it becomes it's basically a toss-up i mean if you're asking should i cancel it, the answer is almost always i don't care mm-hmm. yeah like if you're canceling a same or higher score i think that's always dumb yep well especially like if you're done with your lsat career if this is your first score on record eh, whatever I, one way or the other I, just, I don't really care that much but alicia if you could get you could get 200 bucks <laughs> fine Bruno says, for some reason, I was practicing testing 165 to 167 on digital practice tests and 158 to 162 on paper and pencil. Hmm. I got a 158 on my first take, willing to apply next fall instead of this fall, taking it again September 21st. Okay. So Keep that 158 or cancel it. It's at the very bottom of all of his range. And it if is. we if we give him credit for bizarrely scoring <laughs> that's such a higher range. I wonder how many tests we're talking tests. about. He has a yeah. range. 165 to 167 are those that's two tests. a very tests? narrow range. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a small, super small sample. And then the the paper test, who knows, but anyway. I mean, I could see some uh, the getting rid of dispensing with the bubbling is yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I can see and, that messing with people who are like yeah. not detail or, I don't know, 
like really cool with some people are more stressed out about it than others like you know the people who have to darken and re-darken their bubbles Mm, they're like oh and they have to have it perfectly circled right 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 but that's gone now because all you do is click so i mean whatever let's just say that bruno's range was 158 to 167 okay that's not an uncommonly wide range by the way i mean that's like a 163 plus or minus five so yep um if Bruno is a 163 plus or minus five, what do you think about this 158 on a first take? Okay, so I was on the fence for Alicia, who had a 159 and was headed, at least supposedly, a more clear range of 165 to 171. Uh-huh. And kind of on the fence for that, but if you want the money, go ahead and cancel. I would say the same thing for Bruno. I would say, look, the 158 has some value. You can't apply with it. If the shit hits the fan and for some reason you can't ever do better than that, then at least you have a score to apply with. But it looks like it's very likely you'll do better. And so throw a little caution to the wind and cancel, get your money and take it again. I don't know. It just depends on how valuable that money is to you. I think that's all it comes down to. I agree. I think it's the same. Um, okay, I have one more here, Ben. That's not on our agenda, but okay. this one was one. Um, this, this this came up with two different students yesterday, so this is a little bit of a different type of a question. I know you said it's almost never the right decision to cancel, but with the free retake, this seems like a different situation. Right now, I have two 164s on record, and my July 2019 score is a 168. What? Keep the that. average of my last five tests is 171, and my highest score is a 177. So 168 is well below what I know I am capable of scoring. Also, my dad passed away like three weeks before the test, so I took almost a month break from studying and then crammed the last week. I don't plan to go to law school for a few more years, so I have plenty of time to study and retake what do you think? Leaving all the few years part aside, um, I, I keep it. I, I'm I'm not budging yeah. on that one. Like, look at scores as valuable commodities, and so what you're doing right now is you're essentially trading a valuable commodity for 190 bucks. It's not worth it, or 200 bucks, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, not only that, but if you do cancel it. They're going to assume you did lower than 164. (laughs) Right. If if your circumstances change and you decide, oh, shit, actually, I do want to apply right now, well, then you're back to a 164. If they do ever look at your record and see the 168, they're going to assume it was lower than a 164, not higher. (laughs) They're certainly not going to assume you canceled a 168. Yeah. Either it's going to immensely help you because 168 is a totally different applicant than 164. Or it's going to become an afterthought because you crush it on some future test. And an afterthought has the same consequences as a cancellation. It, it, in right. fact, it's, it's better because, like you said, they're gonna, if they actually care about that afterthought and they see it as a cancellation, they're going to go, hmm, must have done worse. And if they go back and look at it now as an afterthought with the 168 and see that, they'll be like, oh, well, he did better. And then he did better again. <laughs> so the only point here would be to get $190 back or a free retake sometime. Well, it's 200, in the next 12 right? Why, why, why oh, is it 200 now? I it's thought it 200, was. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. went from 180 to 190 and then quickly up to 200. Okay, yep. great. Fine. Yep. 200, 200 bucks. Yeah, All right. 200, 200, bucks, yeah, 200 It's bucks. not worth it. Don't, yeah. don't get rid of it. People would pay thousands for that 168. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. There's so yep. many people who, if you could, if they could write a check right now for 100 grand, they would write it. 
I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> that's, um, so yeah, I, that's, that's a keep. All right. Well, maybe we could wrap it up there. What, overall, it seems like what we're saying is the only point to cancel is to get the free retake. Yeah. In, in almost all circumstances. Yeah. If your number is so low that you can never conceivably apply to law school with it, like that 143. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have value. You can cancel it. And then, it doesn't have value, so cancel it. <laughs> yeah. Correct. If you score exactly the same as your highest on record and you're never going to retake it again, then the free retake's not worth anything anyway. <laughs> the 200 is not worth anything. You're not retaking. Yeah. So at that point, there's no value to canceling either. So just keep it. Mm-hmm. They, if they looked at it, they would assume it was lower anyway. Boom. And if you scored higher, it's just a pretty almost. It's a no-brainer that you just have to keep it. Yeah. You've got other scores on record. I did have you know I had another student yesterday who was like I she had taken it before she met me she had taken it and gotten like one fifty four something crazy like three or four times in a row she had gotten 154 wow and then she took my class and started pting in the you know easily in the 160s uh-huh and then she had like a 158 on the july test hmm so exact almost the same exact situation where it's like four points higher yeah and I was just like, man, that sucks. I think you need to retake it for sure because I know you can do better than this. And even though it's your fifth time, <laughs> keep it. <laughs> I know you can do better. But still, like, what does canceling do for you? It gives you a $200 free retake, but it also cancels a score that's actually higher than your best score on record right now. And substantially so. Right. right. Like, if, again, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but of all the scores you have on record, that one is a game changer. The others are not. Yeah. The 158 even could get you a scholarship to some school that with a 154, they would be like, eh, you know, not excited about admitting you. Exactly. But the 158 could be worth fifty, hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Know, who knows? That's really how we should be valuing these things is how much money can you get from them, from the law schools with that score? Generally four points more is worth, you know, at some school, four points more is worth at least $50,000, probably 75 or a hundred thousand dollars at some school somewhere, like a bubble school for you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I guess that's it. Anything you want to add to this, uh, quick little bonus episode? Yeah. Just remember that whatever score you get, it's a reflection of your self-worth and value as a human being. (laughs) Absolutely. And that you should (laughs) totally have your spirits, your your whole emotional being should just hang on every single data point. Every time you take the test, it is exactly a measure of what you're worth as a human. (laughs) I'm now worried about the 7% of listeners who are like, (gasps) don't understand sarcasm. (laughs) No, you're much more than this silly test. It's not easy in some cases, but you definitely have the ability to do better or to move beyond it and find something more fulfilling. Yeah, prep hard. Any tips about how people should prepare for a retake? I always give this advice. I say, look, most people are working, and this is what we've said on the show a bajillion times, but now with the demon, it's my default advice. It's, in general, most people should be taking a time section one day 
and then drilling the next or a time section every day. But if if your schedule is such that doing a time section every day is too much, do a time section, review the shit out of it, and then the next day drill and focus on the sections that you struggle with most and then go back to doing a time section and then drilling and then time section. And then on the weekend, if you have time, take a full length test. It's a pretty simple like rotation, I think. Yeah, time section and review shouldn't take really, it should probably take an hour because mm-hmm. if you're doing that time section right, you shouldn't miss very many of the ones you attempt. Mm-hmm. The ones you don't have time to get to, whatever. I don't care if you do them or don't do them. That's fine. I care about the ones that you attempted during that 35 minutes and you should only miss like a couple of them. And so then, yeah, review the shit out of the, those ones you missed. And I think that's all in. I think that's an hour max. Yeah. If you have accommodations, it's a little longer, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't find that hour or hour and a half a day, then this just might not be the right time for you to be trying to go to law school. You know, your competitors are, are are putting in at least that much time and Mm -hmm. lots of your competitors are putting in way more time than that. Yeah. Although more time is not necessarily. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I just think there's like a minimum threshold where you can really actually expect to improve. Yeah. You know, the, the, your subscription to the demon isn't doing anything for you if you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Those LSAT books gathering dust in the corner are clearly not doing anything for you. So you've got to like, you've got to crack those books and you've got to put in some time. What do you say to people who think they're running out of tests? I'm hearing that a lot now as people are saying, boy, I, I really worked my ass off for July and now I'm, I'm trying to get it going again for September or October. Until someone gets a 180 or, <laughs> ACE is a test, there is still something to learn from that test. And sometimes people push back on that and they say, well, yeah, but when I take it and I get a 177, it's true that I got some questions wrong, but that's not where I'm actually at because I've seen a lot of those questions before. I agree. Yeah, if you had not seen that test before, you might have gotten a 170 or a 165. I don't know. But the point is that we're not taking tests to get scores. We're taking tests to learn what we don't know. And so as long as you're learning something from that test, it's giving you value and that will increase your score on the official test. Yeah. Big difference between diagnostic value and um, like prep value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you miss a question on a test that you've taken before and that you've presumably reviewed before, it's clearly something you don't understand. Yeah, or or there's something wrong with your, you know, your strategy, like where you're 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 not being careful enough, right? You mm-hmm. just you made that mistake again, either from misunderstanding or from misreading or something. Yeah, you you, you just have to clean those up. Like, okay, you've seen the test before. Let's see you get a let's see you get a 180 on it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Cool. You want to wrap it up there? Sure. That was the bonus episode, or a bonus episode, I guess, of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Thanks, all y'all, for listening. Nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school. <laughs>